you guessed it. Shenanigans ensue. Co-host one reports a co-host two. What's the name of the show? Shenanigans ensue. Hello, I'm Jasmine. And I'm Jane. And welcome to Shenanigans Ensue. A podcast where, wait, listen. What? It's the sound of no aunties. So let's keep calm and curry on. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad that it, it spins back around to being good. Exactly. Each episode, we'll watch a rom-com and discuss its merits as a member of the rom-com genre. We'll cover well-worn classics, hidden gems, and everything in between. We'll give you our unsolicited opinion on every trope, caper, and flim-flam the film used or maybe abused. And, and of course... course the, the shenanigans. shenanigans! Shenanigans! And this one had so many! Oh my goodness, so <laughs> many! And this one is wedding, wedding season. season! But not just any wedding season, people. Oh no. We've got a whole summer of Indian weddings, which are like three days each. Buckle in. Minimum, you said. <laughs> Minimum three days each. Yeah, that's the short Indian wedding is three days. It's up to a week. You are doing nothing else for your summer. That's all you're doing. Yeah, and they like must have coordinated because you can't all be doing that same weekend, so. There'd be so much <laughs> overlap. Oh my goodness. You'd think so. I don't know. Masters. Masters of planning. Right? I go to a Mendy for the afternoon and then I'm going to go to the Sangeet this night for the other couple. Like, we're just going to like run around all weekend <laughs> Oof, you'd need like a full-blown schedule yeah for real anyway let's get into that plot synopsis <laughs> <laughs> tired of their parents and the aunties and the distant cousins well basically everyone bugging them about when they're going to settle down math whiz asha and spelling whiz ravi decide to make a deal they will pretend to date for the entire wedding season and attend all the weddings together as a fake couple shenanigans and shenanigans and so many <laughs> as we said at the top so many shenanigans in this movie it's so fun oh my gosh what to say off the top what a fun little romp this is yes and this is quite a recent movie as well it was released in 2022 and i hadn't really heard of it this is one of the ones that came out for netflix mm -hmm. it kind of just flew under the radar yeah but what a delight it is i'm so glad we found it this one is true a hidden gem. It really is. And there's so many fun little tidbits about Southeast Asian culture and being half Filipino. There's definitely a lot of overlap, especially mm -hmm. with familial relations. And so it can be quite a delight to watch when it's not directed directly at you. <laughs> <laughs> From the sides of like, oh. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a lot of overlap culturally and it might be fun for people as well who haven't had a lot of exposure to that culture. Yeah, they definitely made an effort to introduce people but not to over explain which was really great mm -hmm. because other movies don't have to do that so it's like we're introducing this tradition but we're not going to explain it to you we're just going to give you enough contextually and if you are interested you can go and look that up for yourself yeah like we've said for previous movies especially for like fool's gold mm -hmm. please 
show us. You don't need to tell us. Mm -hmm. And I think they did a really good job of making the different ceremonies seem very fun and interesting to the point where hopefully you want to Google it after and learn a little bit about it. Totally. I knew a few of the things. This is from (laughs) watching Indian matchmakers. That explains a lot of the stuff. I am obsessed with Indian matchmaker. Are you kidding? If you haven't watched it yet... Go watch it. Learn about biodatas. Yes. Learn about the first meeting or, you know, <laughs> all of that stuff. But yes. yes, even so, I did go visit Uncle Google after watching this movie just to learn a little bit more. Uncle Google. <laughs> <laughs> and fun fact about me, in one of my past lives where I thought to myself, hey, I don't want to be an actor. It's too hard. And I decided to try to do something else. I interned for an entire wedding season at New York City. City's premier Indian wedding planner. So, My yeah, I definitely learned a lot that year about what goes into a Hindu wedding. So, I'm pretty familiar with all of these things. <laughs> what an exposure. Also, that is totally a setup for a different kind of rom com. Oh. It's like, I'm tired of this particular career. And I'm going to start afresh with wedding season. But I'm doing wedding season and I don't know anything about this culture. And I need to learn. And you meet (laughs) a cute guy who is like attending all these weddings. And he helps you out because you may have like fudged on your resume a little bit about how much you know. You know, like that kind of thing. Um, yes, obsessed. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have to pitch this. Yes. Oh, and trust, there is a lot to learn with these weddings. Holy moly. (laughs) Well, if you have so many different ceremonies over so many different days, I mean, planning for a wedding in general, wow, what an undertaking. But to undertake essentially three different things, yeah, crazy. And they did a fun little job with it. They didn't actually go into depth with a lot of them. No. Which I think could have been fun. I really do kind of wish they had done the Sangeet with the white guy and the Indian family, (laughs) which is just the meeting of families moment. I feel like that would have been extremely fun if it was like, oh, my family from the Midwest, they're farm people or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? Just some American cliche. Yeah, that would have been fun. And having to have that Sangi could have been really fun. But they made him enough of a character. He would have stolen the show at that point. And I think already (laughs) at this point, I mean, it's something that I do appreciate when we're dealing with people who aren't white. Let me be as blunt as that that often we get to see a lot more characters because the family life is often big and involved. Oh, so involved. You know, I'm not saying that white people aren't involved in each other's lives. but Y'all aren't as nosy as us. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) There isn't as much involvement. So me watching this also, like, it's not the same culturally, but it definitely reminded me of... A lot of things with my family and just how big it is and how people talk over each other and how everyone knows everyone's business and there's no tact. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Involved. I think that that's the one big cultural equalizer for people of color is that the family is giant and the family is overly involved. Mm -hmm. That one time you told your one aunt that you trust the most, she told everybody already (laughs) and they already know what's going on. You know what I mean? You can't escape it. (laughs) There are no secrets. Like I hear stuff from my grandfather about something involving another cousin 
and it's like grandpa how did you hear about this and he's like a different cousin told me or a different aunt <laughs> like should anyone be knowing this at all um clearly they should somehow <laughs> i love that or you know let's be honest there's a very real chance that grandpa found that out not because somebody told him but because he was eavesdropping oh my goodness. and i support that yes 100% <laughs> and they're so good at being selectively deaf as well it's really funny <laughs> I'm trying to get that good at it. <laughs> I practice when I bartend. Oh my goodness, yes. So yeah, I guess like some of the fun stuff going on is associated with all of the incredible tropes. Oh my goodness, such good use of so many tropes. Love it. And not just tropes for rom-coms. They used a bunch of incredible tropes that are highly relatable for Southeast Asian culture, or at least in my opinion, they felt mm-hmm. highly relatable to me. <laughs> we'll go into some of them in a minute. Holy moly. Okay. Y'all know that I'm the montage queen. Absolutely. I just, I'll let Jane list the rest of them, but I counted five montages and I might have missed some. Like this was filled to the brim. My cup filled <laughs> over with montages and I was so flipping delighted with every single one. Amazing. You're so excited that you forgot that we usually <laughs> run down the troops before we get into them. Oh, I didn't forget. I wanted to stop and emphasize. Oh. First and got foremost, you. <laughs> because it starts with an excellent montage. Okay, so I'll let Jane give you the rest of them. <laughs> I mean, I did do it justice. The montages come first and all in caps. It is in caps. And then we have meddling mom needing to find heart for a business pitch. The bargain, fake dating, career focused woman, fake out kiss, covering someone with a blanket while they're sleeping, getting a job offer far away. Runaway bride and a grand romantic speech. Ah, just so many amazing tropes. So good. So good. And then I had like, not necessarily rom-com tropes, but I love a cliche of shutting down dad and his stories. We've already (laughs) heard that one. And I am obsessed with the endless little white lies to your Asian parents because you can't actually tell them the truth. Mm -hmm. And all of us have been trained from childhood to kind of be sociopathic liars a little (laughs) bit. And it's a lot. It's a lot to unpack. (laughs) So that was also really funny to watch play out number of times. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And then the reveal that the mom at the end is like, no, I knew everything that was happening. They know anyway. <laughs> yeah. Wild. So why are we doing this charade? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, I guess like going back to the tippity top. Yeah. Dating profile montage. Oh my goodness, this is so good. So good. And what's so much fun about it is all of the dating profiles are clearly written by the moms. Yes. They're just so bad. <laughs> It's so blatant. It's written by the moms. It's like, I'm a very good boy. Oh, no one would say that. No. It's so creepy. What was really fun is that the 
montage is in direct juxtaposition with the voiceover, but the voiceover is what Usher's mum has written about her. And halfway through, we even cut to the mum doing the voiceover. So which good. Is just really funny and a great way to like immediately put you into the world. Like, you know what's going on. And it was exactly those kind of moments where we're going to give you all of the information you need and mm-hmm. none that you don't. Yeah. And so you get thrown in a little bit head first and maybe you won't know everything that's going on, but you certainly have enough to enjoy, right? It's really well done. 100%. It's really easy to get lost in the woods trying to give too much information. Yeah, but this again goes back to the show don't tell. So they are showing us, <laughs> yeah. you know, like it's not a, a terribly long setup. Like it's quick and we know what we're getting into. And then the mon- Montages continued throughout the course of the movie after they decide to fake date. Yes. There's a work slash wedding montage where she's not invested and poor Ravi's just trying to like <laughs> dance it up at the parties. And she's brought her computer because she's got to do yeah. the business pitch with more heart. Like it's so fun. They're all interconnected in a really fun way. <laughs> yes. We went very far into the movie and I typed in the chat to Jasmine. I was like, are we getting a wedding montage just is like i hope so and the answer is not only yes and we don't just get one we get two yes so there's the work wedding montage and then the actually dating while they tell other people they're fake dating sort of Mm -hmm. but they're actually dating now wedding montage where they're actually having a good time (laughs) together and to actually just round it out later on when everyone finds out the truth about everyone there's the everyone's sad montage (laughs) which I loved and then the end of the movie there was a really excellent opening montage callback with her and Ravi dating and now she's like living her best life and everything worked out montage yes so (laughs) many montages I can't remember which movie before this held the record. It was either Falling for Christmas or A Castle for Christmas. I think it was Falling for Christmas. held the record, and this is at least on par if it's not beating it. I think Falling for Christmas had four montages, and this one I think has five. Yes, it does. And Wedding Season has five montages, and not a single one is the soft focus, everything you just watched five seconds ago montage, which is impressive. (laughs) (laughs) Not a cheesy montage. I mean, well, they're all cheesy, but all of them were also moving the plot forward. Yes. They held some serious restraints and not going for a soft focus. Cheesy montage. Soft focus. (laughs) (laughs) Then moving on to meddling mom. Oh my goodness, what a delightful meddling mom. We love her. Coming in strong. Right off the bat. So hot, and she does not let up. Asha comes in and has dinner with the family, including her sister and her sister's fiancé. And it's the five of them, but mom sets out one extra place and puts a picture of an Indian guy's face because she wants to emphasize the fact that this is an empty seat for your future boyfriend when you finally bring one to the house. Like, she is so salty. It's hilarious. And I also, like, kind of feel bad that... Was that the seat sitting directly across from the white guy? Like, he's got to stare at the fact that mom didn't want him there either. Like, this is... (laughs) 
<laughs> passive aggressive. It's not just an empty seat. It's also a picture of an Indian guy's face and like seating it across from the white guy. Targeted. I felt like maybe that was also a little dig. But what I really love about her is that, yes, she's super meddling and it would be really annoying. But what a supportive mom as well. She's like, I didn't get to make my choice, so I want you girls to be able to make your choice. Um, she's totally supportive of Ravi, yeah. even though some of the other aunties are like, you know, he actually dropped out of MIT. So we love her. We do. She's so, so supportive. And you find out some very interesting information about her past, mm-hmm. which is what informs her being a little bit pushy, mm-hmm. but also just wanting what's best for them. Yeah, and it makes the character really well-rounded and nuanced because we know it's a trope for a reason, the meddling mom. But the character feels like a real person, you know, annoying and sweet at the same time. Oh my goodness. And then we have the fake dating trope. Love a fake dating trope. Which I thought they did it so well. It's a trope that I enjoy in general and I'm not really sure why. I think maybe the angst aspect. Like it's just so... (laughs) angsty yeah there's always some really intense reason why you would need to fake date somebody because you're trying to escape the glares and judgment of other people so (laughs) or make someone else jealous i mean none of this is really ever gonna happen in real life it's too much of a mission to carry through like you just wouldn't bother and i think maybe that's also why i like it it's so much work (laughs) yes it's so much work and you have to be to some degree intimate with this person (laughs) like why why would you be doing this yeah i think it was delightful there was also a very practical reason for them to do this (laughs) and i think it was just handled really well yeah they really nailed it for this one yeah so the one i really want to hit on because i think they did it really well was the fake out kiss the fake out kiss is so fun why i want to cover it was because they did a little bit extra to set it up So Asha is with her boss at a work event and Ravi is DJing with his friend Yoshi. Ravi says to Yoshi, keep it chilled, keep it mellow, don't do any party stuff. And when Asha and Ravi are alone, you know, the mood is going down, the lights are all dim. They're having a really intense heart to heart. Yes, it's actually a really lovely scene. It's a really sweet, beautiful moment. And so they are about to kiss... And then you just see like strobe lighting and, and the beat drops. Dish, 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 dish. <laughs> <laughs> and Ravi's like, oh, Yoshi. It's so good. And he's like, I got I got, got to go handle this. Are, are we good? Are we good? Okay. Uh, okay. And runs off. <laughs> so I thought, you know, this trope, they did a little bit extra. It was actually one of my favorite fake out kisses. Yes, me too. Because they did a little bit more in the storytelling to like make it make a little more sense. It made sense that they can't. It wasn't just somebody walking in and catching them. And it also just makes sense that she's going to go in for the kiss because they're having this gorgeous heart to heart. I was like, I wanted to kiss both of them oh yes (laughs) (laughs) that's how good it was it was really lovely if you come away from that heart of heart without wanting to kiss either or both of them like i don't know what to tell you i don't know either you don't like (laughs) rom-coms or love or people for that matter something so yeah like that was all really great and i guess for me if i was gonna like pick one of the tropes that i really wanted to talk about i love the way they handle this career focused woman yes 
is. I think they hit a lot of really important things about it without making it too hit you over the head with it. Mm-hmm. I felt like, number one, she's career focused, but she's doing work as it is classic for Asian parents, work that your parents don't approve of. She's trying to save the world. She's trying to get microloans out to women in need all over the planet. And it's really important work that her parents don't think is a good use of her time. No, they wanted her to be a banker. She's not only doing well for herself, but this is could work that's meaningful to her and so finding the pitch that works out which is her own family's story yeah it was really lovely being able to parlay that into the promotion she's always wanted and to have that promotion come out at the meeting of parents because they think he's proposed because mom's (laughs) been eavesdropping it's all so well structured Mm. and so she comes out and tells them you know no, it's, I'm not getting married. I'm, I'm getting a promotion. I'm going to move. And then all these little bickering comments, the comments of the parents being like, oh, it's going to come out now. Robbie doesn't have a real job. He's a yeah. DJ who has Google stock. And the parents find this really, really insulting way yeah. of basically saying, oh, he's not going to be able to support you on a DJ salary mm. while she just got this big promotion into London. Like, she can support her damn self. Yeah. I just really loved her being able to say, I don't need somebody to do that. I was fine with him being broke, mm. even though, you know, he does have those stocks. Like, she can be the main breadwinner for whatever couple she's in, which it appears that that is the reason why her previous engagement didn't work out. It seems like the guy she was supposed to marry, who's referenced a few times throughout the movie, he wanted her to be a stay-at-home mom, Mm. or at least he wanted to be the primary breadwinner. Yeah, there's a lot of very important and interesting topics that are being dealt with in this movie in a really thoughtful way. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting, that whole scene, watching it play out. Ravi's parents and Asha's parents kind of as well are ashamed of the fact that Ravi is, quote, just a DJ. Yeah. Never mind the fact that he's usually successful and popular and <laughs> right. in demand. And the fact that Asha's dad comes around a little bit Well, not a little bit. He comes full around. Both the parents come full around, actually. But the fact that they aren't valuing her career as much. At all. Yeah. And the concern is that she's not married. And mom sees Asha sending a text to her sister (laughs) and looks at the screen of the phone and has assumed that big news can only mean an engagement, not a personal success. Is like everything you need to know about what her focus is. And I mean, that was so funny and so sad. The amount of salt that mom, even one of the mom quotes, you laugh but it's the hollow, cynical laugh of the lonely. <laughs> it's so brutal. I love that quote. It's so funny. I know. It just hurts so bad. I mean, it's cutting. Yeah. It's just everything being set up the way that it is is super fun, even down to the sister being scared to get married. Yeah. And you can see she's having kind of a crisis perhaps of identity. She doesn't want this big wedding. Mm-hmm. And... Her fiancé is such a doll, an overly enthusiastic doll, but (laughs) such a doll that he's gone full-blown into the culture to try to figure out how to be the best representation that he can be in that moment. He really goes all in. He does the most. He does 
Which leads to such a funny quote of, I think Asha says it to her sister Priya. She's like, he's more Indian than we are, which is just really funny. (laughs) Which I think it was kind of telling in that moment that the sister, perhaps part of the reason why she's chosen to be with this man for the rest of her life is because he wasn't Indian. Oh, maybe. I hadn't thought of it like that. I have to say that's probably part of it. She even like says during the heart to heart, I thought that I wasn't going to have to do all of this or something to that effect because she was going to marry a white guy and now she's still (laughs) going through the whole thing and it's so stressful for her. One of the things that the wedding planner once told me when I was working for that company for a little while was that I never looked it up, so this could be wrong, but hmm. Indians have a lower divorce rate. Oh, okay. And I thought that was interesting. And then she followed it up with, I think that's because planning these weddings is such a headache. Nobody would want to do it twice. <laughs> So the cultural significance of throwing such a huge expensive wedding is enough pressure to keep the couples together through thick and thin is such a mind fuck in a way. You know Mm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's like just a lope. So the pressure is building on this poor sister. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) It's such a it's such an interesting thing. It's such a different way of looking at weddings. Mm. It ends up very much being not about the couple at all and all about the blending of the families. And it's very interesting. Well, my mom's sage advice to me was that I should, one, elope. (laughs) And to marry, quote, an orphan with no friends. Jeez, <laughs> mom. Wow, ma. Okay, Sally, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> you know I'm obsessed with your mom. I think all the stress of a wedding. <laughs> Goodness. Oh, my gosh. And I guess, like, now we should get into some of these many, many shenanigans. Yes. Because there's so many. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Okay, just right off the bat, a quick one. Asha and Ravi meet for their first date. The date itself is really funny. A lot of back and forth. And Asha finds out that Ravi is a spelling bee champion. And Asha says to Ravi, can you spell anything? And Ravi replies, A N. Why? And she's like, ah, ha, ha, okay, okay. really funny. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> and that date is one of my favorites. The fact that she's shown up for it and she doesn't want to be there. Neither of them do. No. It's a total setup from the moms. And she goes in. She orders mm-hmm. herself a big old burger. She's munching on that burger. Robbie's like, this is not working out. So I'm going to go. He takes his burger to go. He does. He grabs his burger. <laughs> he leaves the basket of fries, which she promptly then pulls from his side of the table and puts right in front of her. So yes. she's got double fries. And yes. I was like, yes, that's my kind of lady. Don't let those fries go to waste. <laughs> No, girl, you eat both of those fries. You need it. Your mom is a headache. Yeah, that whole first date was just so delightful. The quick bobs, the back and forth. Like, they're kind of trying to suss each other out, even though they're making fun of each other as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, because Asha orders a burger and she's like, uh, I don't know what you're going to eat because you're a vegetarian. And Ravi's like, I don't know what you mean. I'm not a vegetarian. <laughs> mom had put that in the bio data or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. 
That's also such a funny flex for me. She clearly picked out the place to meet him, right? Oh, yes. She saw in the bio data that this is a vegetarian, and she was like, I don't care. In fact, (laughs) I'm going to make him come to this burger place. And then to just rub in his face, like, I don't know what you're going to eat. Like, wow, coming in hot. Yes, she was coming in so hot to put him off. Because she agreed to go on this date as part of a pact with her mom. Well, her mom was going to take down the bio data so long as she went to all of the weddings. And then at the very end, after Asha agrees to go to all of the damn weddings, the mom adds in, and you have to go on the date. (laughs) (laughs) I got what I wanted, so I'm going to angle for one more thing. Yeah, get a little extra. (laughs) (laughs) The whole premise of Ravi and Asha ending up fake dating was super fun because here we are at the very first wedding of the season Mm. and they accidentally run into each other because you know wedding shenanigans no plot shenanigans also cultural shenanigans yeah so there they are at the wedding together and they are having a little chat when an auntie and a nosy cousin come walking mm-hmm. up, asking about Asha's love life, and they're to tell her her ex already got married and really just... Rubbing it in. Yeah. And so she had no other choice than to try to save a tiny bit of face, and thank goodness for Robbie for playing along. Yeah, and I really liked how they set it up. It's again a good example of showing, not telling. We see right from the beginning pressures being put on not just Asha but Robbie too. Who are you dating? When you're getting married? When it's your turn? And then we see it at the wedding and you can see Asha thinking, oh my goodness, this is going to be my life for the rest of the summer. Mm -hmm. I need to rectify this situation. Start. Ravi's here. He just went through it with me. Let's make a deal. Yes. Let's save both of us. So that way we don't have to sit at the singles table. Like, let's save ourselves the trouble. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it for both of them. Oh, after the fake out kiss, which was beautifully done, Mm -hmm. they decide to hang out. They go get some Taco Bell. Love Taco Bell. Not sponsored by Taco Bell. (laughs) And then... (laughs) I mean, if they want to. If they want to, I love a chalupa. So they end up at Ravi's place where we start to realize that he's rich mm-hmm. and she falls asleep on the oh, couch. So sweet. <laughs> she's really trying to listen and then she's just tired. She's been working a lot yeah. trying to get ready for that pitch. And we were watching it, and before it happens, Jane in all caps is like, this is a moment for a blanket. (laughs) And then in comes Robbie with the blanket, and it was perfect. It delivered, and it was so satisfying. (laughs) You love it when someone gets tucked in. I do. It's very cute. (laughs) It's so sweet. Do you know why? It's because it's showing care for someone when they're not there to see it. Like, they they would wake up the next morning and maybe register, oh, they put a blanket over. But, like, oh, yeah. it's not a performative means of showing care and affection. Like, it's just so wholesome. You don't get points no. for doing something just kind like that for whatever that's worth or people who want to keep score, you know? Yeah. This leads to a delicious misunderstanding Love when it. Asha wakes up the next morning and Ravi's making breakfast. And... Asha's like, I'm sorry. That never should have happened. (laughs) And Robbie's whole face falls. 
then and this I also like that they quite quickly resolve no 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 uh, Asha's talking about I shouldn't have fallen asleep on your couch while you were talking I'm so sorry that example <laughs> of their misunderstandings happens a few times throughout the film mm-hmm. and so later on it ends up being the reason why they almost don't end up together so it's kind of fun to see that dynamic play out a couple of times yes and then it's also like kind of a trope seeing one of the leads with someone else and thinking that oh they've moved on this is their new romantic interest or whatever and Mm -hmm. they end up being related to that person classic it's just a little bit more satisfying when they do it in this movie because we've had several instances before of them misunderstanding each other so (laughs) it's just a little more delicious and it's very clear that this is going to be a cousin yes like we all know it and yet she jumps to that very silly conclusion but also not before standing in front of both of them and being like he's a really great guy and uh, you should appreciate it and then she runs off she pours her heart out to Ravi in front of what she thinks is his date but it's more than just pouring her heart out to Ravi she's also really telling this woman like you picked a good one he's a keeper and then runs off that's his cousin (laughs) and we all knew that as soon as this woman appeared on screen 100% that's his cousin (laughs) (laughs) okay and we touched on this briefly but just all the scenes following the mom seeing the I have big news text that Asha sends to her sister and just immediately assuming that Asha and Ravi are engaged. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. And during the ambush that the mom orchestrates. (laughs) Yep. When she thinks that Ravi and Asha have gotten engaged. My favorite thing is that Ravi's about to come clean, that he never finished MIT. He's going to tell everybody. And right as it's about to come out of his mouth, dad fakes choking so that he can distract. And then Ravi comes running over like, dad, are you okay? People run to go get dad water. The dad is just like, shh, don't tell anybody. Keep your damn mouth shut. What the hell are you doing? And then like, he never was choking. That's my new play. I have now decided that if I ever really need to stop a situation from getting worse, I'm going to just fake choke and ask for water, and then everyone's going to forget what we were talking about. You have to use it so sparingly for a different crowd, otherwise people are going to catch on to you very No, I think it'll just be my thing. It'll just be the thing that, oh, there she goes again. (laughs) So good. I really loved that moment. Really believable, too. Yes, the dad is so great. I first thought he was having a heart attack, actually. Oh my gosh, that's so bad. That's so much worse. Now it's a different kind of movie. Yes. (laughs) The mom just being the catalyst of this downward spiral because this is the secrets are revealed scene. And it ends with a big fight in the garden between Asha and Ravi where Ravi reveals that he's kind of part of the reason why Asha gets her promotion. His charity donated a lot of money that kind of pulled through on the deal that she was pitching. Yeah. So this is a lesson, kids. Don't read other people's texts. Or, I mean, don't jump to wild assumptions. (laughs) It just shows where the mum's brain is. That mom. Like, where her head is at. Seriously. (laughs) And then, I guess, like, the last little bits of shenanigans. I really do wish that they had done a few more little things for the events that happen during a Southeast Asian wedding. Mm -hmm. The one big thing that I kept thinking to myself is like, oh, so we're seeing everybody's beautiful henna. Like, we don't necessarily need the Mendy ceremony where the bride and the bridal party get their henna done. But 
What we didn't see was a barat. And I was like, where the hell's the barat? Mm. I want an elephant or a white horse or what have you. Because the barat (laughs) is like the mini parade of the groom coming up on whatever form of transportation makes him feel fancy. Mm -hmm. And then the whole family will come marching up too. It is a hearkening back to previous times when the entire village would head to the other village for the party. And so they're very short now, obviously. It's a very short little parade. But I was waiting for my damn barat, and then we got one at the very end. Yes. And I thought he was going to come in on an actual elephant. Me too. And then the movie surprised us. <laughs> With the stomping and the vibrations. He came in on a little clown car, dressed up like an elephant. <laughs> And it just felt somehow so on brand. Yeah, for that guy. Usher's brother-in-law is so eager to embrace the culture, but like always takes it a little bit too far or not quite correctly. And so it just felt so fitting that he's not on a real elephant. He's on a fake elephant. Love it. So funny. (laughs) With the sword and everything. (laughs) Then he says to Priya, I'm so sorry. I know you didn't want a big thing. And I did a big thing. (laughs) And she's just kind of well that's who he is it's actually really sweet yes it's one of those things where (laughs) this is the kind of guy who toes the line between cultural appropriation for whatever that's worth and just also enthusiastic embracing Mm. of a culture and he toes the line really beautifully the character and the actor i never felt that anything he did came from a malicious place it only ever came from a place of genuine love and respect yeah Um, it's very sweet (laughs) and wanting his in-laws to like him yeah (laughs) much to the chagrin of the sister who probably just wished he didn't do any of it so funny that was like another one of those silly things where when i worked for that wedding planner Mm -hmm. the weirdest barat that i ever saw and this happened regularly would be people renting Maseratis or other fancy cars for one day so that they could just drive them slowly up the long driveway to the wedding and then get out of these fancy cars and then go inside and like that was it they rented the car to do a super short barrage people just really get into it and so it doesn't have to be coming up on a white horse or coming up on an elephant it can just be some sort of mode of transportation i don't know be the first person if this hasn't been done before barrage in a hot air balloon i don't know you know what i mean like it's just coming in and making a grand entrance you know (laughs) (laughs) i don't think that's logical at all but you know it could happen i saw weird stuff anything could happen (laughs) So these are just like quick throwaway shenanigans. Usher's dad replacing the money in the donation box. The mom is putting in like, I think, $20 bills. Yeah, because she needs Asha to get married. (laughs) Yes. It's like lighting a candle for Catholics. If you just like pay a dollar to light a candle, it was like Asha's mom needed to light 20 candles for her daughter to get married. But when the dad tries to replace it with $1, she's like, Asha's happiness is worth more than $1. And the dad's like, so is mine. Dead. The dad is one of the best characters. And also I'm a huge fan of that actor in general. All of his bit parts are so funny and he's ray and Shit's creek and he's just delightful so good oh another 
quick shenanigan is the recurring logorrhea jokes. Oh, yeah. So the verbal diarrhea, essentially, which leads to a very funny misunderstanding. So good. When it becomes clear that someone's been spying on Asha and Robbie's date because the mom's like, why did you talk to that boy about diarrhea? (laughs) (laughs) So fun. I really enjoyed a lot of this movie. It's a very good time. And I guess, you know, that's a perfect segue anyway to Fun Fab Fail. I thought that's what you were heading. (laughs) Yeah. Perfect. So for me... This is a very, very solid fun. Mm. I had so much fun watching this movie. I feel like a lot of people would have fun watching this even if you don't know as much about these kinds of weddings. If I was going to have a single criticism of this movie, it would be maybe a little bit of pacing in the middle. That's probably the only reason why I'm not giving it a fab. I felt like the first 20 minutes and the last 20 minutes had the most laughs and I missed the density of laughs in the middle of the film. And that's really it. Otherwise, this was just a super fun movie from start to finish. Yeah. And and sweet. So heartwarming. Like I was on the verge of tears a little bit for some of the multiple times more sentimental moments. So for me, this movie is a fab. I really enjoyed this movie. I thought that... The characters were so varied and and nuanced. Like, they felt so familiar. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. But I found the dialogue so funny. Like, I want to watch this movie again because I feel as though I missed so many of the jokes because the jokes are just peppered in and sometimes, like, just thrown away and moving on, you know? Like, yeah, I really loved this movie. I thought it was beautifully shot. I thought it dealt with so many issues without getting onto a big soapbox. It just kind of mm-hmm. presented it and, and moved on. Like, I really, really loved this movie. It was super fun in all of those ways that you said. And we never really even touched on this, but the character development is excellent. If you yeah. didn't get that from the copious shenanigans. <laughs> These people felt really connected they were Mm. written well enough and they were acted extraordinarily so i felt like they were already all related yes the relationships were all very warm and that can be hard to do and we even get to see asha's two different worlds so we have a family life and we have a professional life and the people in a professional life as well feel like real people yeah asha's friend gives her the realest of talks when the realest real talk ever (laughs) we forgot to mention her yes she was fabulous when asha was like really sad she felt like ravi had betrayed her and she wasn't sure if she should take the promotion and her friend is like you got promoted over your boss in part thanks to this amazing guy who helped you who you thought was broke yes. and is actually rich <laughs> and DJs internationally so you'll totally see him again and you're complaining why do you know what's hard I have to say goodbye to you she really just puts it in perspective yes 100 percent yeah and then like she also had one of my favorite quotes at the beginning when this guy gets sent to the office by her mom yes yeah that best friend at the office said quote He's giving me hot accountant vibes, like he can do times tables in his head. And I just, that already solidified that she's an excellent character. And even her boss, like you said, the way that he graciously accepts that he was passed over for the promotion, he does it beautifully. 
And he doesn't care. He's really genuinely excited for her. Yeah. It's all really nice. And that moment in the park when he's talking to her about the promotion and they have like a really touching heart to heart. And as he gets up to leave, Asha says, thanks. And he says, for what? It was just coffee. Yeah. And it was just so sweet. Beautiful relationships all around. And that brings us to our favorite, favorite segment. Give me the cheese, Give me the cheese please. please. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited. Okay. Okay. I went classic. I went very Ooh. on the nose. And um, three, two, two one. Kraskars. Ooh. Yay. I don't even know your cheese. I'm so excited. Let's do this. <laughs> Okay, okay. Who should go first? My streak is over. We did well for a while, but, well, you mostly did well for a while. (laughs) Okay, you go first. Okay, so I went with a classic for the cuisine featured in this movie a few times as well. The dad owns a restaurant and stuff. Uh, Paneer. Mm. I love Sog Paneer. It has all of those feelings of Mm. comfort food without being any of the empty calories. Anytime I order a paneer, I feel like I'm having something so indulgent. But at the end of the day, it's like spinach and a very firm low-fat cheese, right? Like this is a delicious thing where I've cut out all the empty carbs and I'm eating something still that's incredible. And that's how I felt about this movie. It's warm and it's comforting, Mm. much like a paneer is very, very low-fat cheese. They've really trimmed a lot of the fat. I got all (laughs) the information I needed and none of the information I didn't. And I think they really execute it in a beautiful way. It's complex, much like many of the applications of where paneer will go. But it's also just a very, very simple cheese. We have a fake date. We have two people trying to make it in the modern world and finding a little bit of love. Oh, that's lovely. So for me, this movie is a paneer. I felt like I was being enveloped by your words, much like the soft, fluffy texture that you were describing I went on like a whole journey with you. Yay! (laughs) I closed my eyes and everything. It was delightful. That's how I feel when I have a bowl of sog paneer. Mm -hmm. Okay, so mine needs a little bit of a story. Mine is graskas, which is Dutch and directly translates to grass cheese. So all the cows in the winter get put in for hibernation, essentially. And when the snow begins to melt and it's spring, the cows are released. Mm -hmm. If you need cheering up, just do yourself a favor and Google something along the lines of cows being released for spring. Oh, I've seen it. It's so much fun. So cute. They literally frolic. They jump. It's so (laughs) cute. Anyway, the first cheese that is made after the cows have just been released and like are eating fresh grass again is only available for a few months in the year. And it's called graskas, like grass cheese. And it tastes amazing like you can taste the endorphins it's so good that sounds like magic it is which is how i feel about this movie i was beaming the whole time there was so much dancing you know in the cars it looks like they're dancing and it was just so delightful to watch so many jokes so much color Mm -hmm. it was just invoked this feeling of joy which is like what this cheese does. This cheese 
is magic. Oh my gosh, now I need to find it. That sounds incredible. <laughs> so good. Okay, I'm going to find this. Only available a few months in the year. I, I, uh, Do it. We're coming out of winter suit. I, I'm going to find the American version. <laughs> I got to find it. Maybe if you go to like a, a cheese speciality store, they may import some. I don't know. Oh, you're 100% right. I'm going to find it at Murray's. Nah. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you. I now have my spring mission. <laughs> What a delightful spring mission to have. I know. I love a cheese mission. (laughs) Well, there you have it, everybody. That was our discussion of wedding season. Let us know your thoughts on the movie. Any shenanigans we may have missed or what cheese you think it is. You can follow us on Instagram at shenaniganssuepod or you can email us at shenaniganssuepod at gmail.com. Also, our producers have told us that we need to grow our audience. So please tell your friends and family who you might think will enjoy it all about the pod. The producers are us, by the way. I'm the producer. Jason, produ- yeah. we're our own producers. Yeah, we're the producers. <laughs> we we want to grow our following. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we wanted to give the appearance of being professional, but like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we hope you'll join us next time. And until then... Let your love be greater than your fear. Bye. (laughs) It is ironic. We're dropping this when it is not going to be wedding season here or there. So whatever. I guess it's democratic. (laughs) No one gets it in wedding season. A neutral time. Yeah. March. (laughs) Known for being a neutral month. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. (laughs) 